Mark 16, 1 through 4. This is God's holy and infallible word. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. It's kind of hard to stop there, but we're going to stop there tonight because I know we know the rest of the story and what happens. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. What I want to talk tonight about for just a little bit, I want to talk about the power that rolled away that stone. The power that rolled away that stone. Saturday Night Live had a skit recently that speculates about that power. I heard about this skit from someone, and then I read about it. I did not see it, and I'm not necessarily recommending you do But the gist of it is this. They were doing a spoof on Quentin Tarantino movies. And Tarantino, if you don't know who he is, he's a contemporary movie director whose name is basically synonymous with extreme violence. These movies are known for any number of things, but especially there's a lot of violence in them. In this skit now, we are to imagine a different Jesus than the one we have in the Gospels. We are to imagine a Jesus who came out of the grave full of revenge and anger and who basically goes after those who betrayed him and condemned him to death. He goes after Judas and the guards and Pilate and everybody else. It's kind of a ridiculous thing, like most Saturday Night Live skits are. It's kind of the nature of them. But if you look at our culture, founded in many ways on the Christian faith and Christian values and still very much impacted by Christianity, you might think that is actually how it went back there on the day of the resurrection. If you look at our culture, you might actually think that's what happened. Cheap blockbusters are often revenge movies that are filled with retribution and payback. I noticed this past weekend, G.I. Joe 2 Retribution came out in the theaters. Millions and millions of people, including Christians, pay money to watch these movies and cheer along as the good guy shoots down the bad guys and gets even. We like retribution. We like the lack of grace. Even Christians do, especially in certain situations where we feel someone really deserves it because he did something bad. Someone does us in and we think, how can I get that sucker back? You tell me that doesn't happen. It happens at school. It happens in the way we do business. It happens on the basketball court, playing basketball with a bunch of guys. It happens when someone cuts us off on the road. We think, how can we get back at them? And then we do. That's justice after all. That is what's right. An eye for an eye. There is something deep in human nature that relishes in that. We just relish in it. When someone does a crime, 
they're going to pay. You should see some of the stuff written on Facebook in response to terrible crimes. I've seen people, Christians, describe in detail what they would do to get back at a person who committed a terrible crime. Just horrible words, full of revenge, no grace. The reality is that will never work. This endless cycle of retribution and vengeance. It's not something you can ever get out of. The power of revenge will never solve a problem. We see it in a grand scale in the constant troubles in the Middle East with Israel and surrounding nations. And the issue is you have two religions, Judaism and Islam, which are both utterly without grace. They are both about payback not forgiveness and love. An eye for an eye is exactly what they're about. And we forget sometimes that's Old Testament. That's pre-resurrection. And where has that gotten things over the years? Not very far. Continuing violence, continuing problems, continuing hatred for one another. Our country, it seems over the years, has tried to inject some grace into the equation, but they don't seem to ever get it. We are so accustomed to the Easter story that we don't see how counterintuitive it is. What people today cheer for is when an innocent man gets even. That's what we cheer for. Not what Jesus did. But the reality is not that Jesus couldn't be held by the tomb because he was bursting with revenge to get even, as that skit imagines, but because he was bursting with love. He was bursting with love, even for his enemies. And you know what? He doesn't need you and me to take revenge either. His death and resurrection atoned for payback and put an end to retribution and stopped the cycle. His death resets the moral order so that now there can be peace with God and peace with others. Easter wasn't about a surge of vengeance, but it's a surge of love. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. So why don't we live like that more than we do? As believers in our churches, as we live in the world, as we look at our country and how we treat those who have made mistakes and done crimes, how we think toward and act towards people who perhaps have even mistreated us. Are we living on the cutting edge of the new order because we know Jesus and his resurrection and are actually living in the power of the resurrection? Or, friends, Are we still in the old order? Someone should be able to look at our lives and see what power is driving us, to see what power drives us in the business arena, in our relationships, when we vote for policies in our nation. And when they see the church and how we talk about those who are lost or those who have made mistakes, 
Do they see an eye for an eye which the world relishes? Or do they see the power of his love which came full of grace and wiped the slate clean? Which arena are we living out of and operating out of? God's love initiated a new order. And we pray fervently that the power of that new order fill us and shape us and change us. May the power of his love empower us to live in the new order filled with out-of-this-world grace toward others. May even this celebration of the resurrection tonight in worship empower us with the power of his love.